This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. Hey everybody, crack open a can of wine. It's time for the FBI basement. Wine comes in a can, see? Yeah, we just learned that like five minutes ago. Welcome to the podcast where we will watch and review every last episode of the X-Files TV series because uh, we're just compulsive that way. We need help. Please send help. Today on the program, we've got Invisible Elephants and uh, Sign Language Apes. <laughs> I have issues with a lot of these things. We are going it's fearful symmetry. It is episode 18 of season two. Okay, uh, so did did we also oh right, there's also a really weird like second title for this. I think that we don't really talk about it's like Tiger Tiger or something or Burning Br- I don't know. Fuck it. I don't oh. remember. Well, it references the William Blake poem, The Tiger. Which is, I think, where Fearful Symmetry comes from. Right. Uh, but first off, I'm Todd. I'm the um, uh, the impresario of this podcast. You like that word? No. Impresario? No. Okay. We have. Uh, it makes me uncomfortable. Joining me today, the extremely uncomfortable Shannon. I'm sorry, I was trying to eat the microphone again. And he won't let me eat anymore, everybody. She's an author. She's a writer. She is my better half. And uh, He's lying to you. Don't believe his lies. And also joining us once again is the producer of this podcast and the potentate of the Medicinal Mass Network. It is Valentine Strand. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. It's all right, Shannon. We're all starving artists. Yeah, but I want can wine. And uh, <laughs> fresh from her battle against the pain demons, it is Marissa. I'm totally not a robot, though. Beep, bop, boop. What do you think about What do you think about Facebook, though? Delete it. Just I, delete your Facebook. I can't. Stay close to your real friends and not the ones that you're watching from afar. And, I don't have uh, real friends. Uh, you're my that. real friend, and <laughs> I only talk to you on Facebook. There you go. I'm the only one. Uh, you're the only one, and a few others that I'll respond actually respond to. So, so I need to just delete everybody off my Facebook who's not Marissa. Here's the deal. You, get rid of the app. Get rid of the app. Keep the messengers yep. and still talk to people. Oh well, yeah. There's also that. But will she bring me? Bo- but will she also bring me canned wine? There is a service that will bring you canned wine, but they're not paying us to advertise, so we ain't talking no, about it yet. No. All right, uh, but speaking of advertisements, the FBI basement comes to you every week without commercial interruption or any charges incurred to you. Uh, We do this for free. We do it because we like doing it. And um, uh, if you like what you hear, we would appreciate uh, your patronage on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash FBI basement or find us on the Medicinal Mass website. Uh, even a donation as small as $1 will get you access to our Discord community, uh, access to uh, other uh, infrequent Patreon bits. Premium <laughs> audio content and clips of the shenanigans that go on behind the scenes as well. And some super uncomfortable conversations that we have. <laughs> some deeply uncomfortable. Also, oh, I'm thinking about you the next time I eat a cheeseburger. Okay, what if I don't eat cheeseburgers, though? I will eat the cheeseburgers. 
can I think about them and just anyway kick a little bit of cash our way? Uh, how else can we buy all the jet skis? God damn it, you've got jet skis now? <laughs> no, no, all I've got is little arm floaties. This deal is just getting worse and worse. <laughs> we are reviewing the episode Fearful Symmetry, which is going to deal with the entire. We're going to the zoo today, folks. We're going to the zoo? Yes, we are. Animal so, prison. Yeah. Animal oh. prison. <laughs> oh, no. This is, this is that's bad. That's what he calls it. He calls it animal prison. It is. It used to be, and some still are, but now it's like our responsibility now. I'm not going to get all political, but I think that if all the money we spent on zoos, if we put that money back into the natural habitat to help preserve them in the wild, we wouldn't need these huge uh, enter through the gift shop scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about rescue zoos, though? I have never seen one. Um, I'm kind of on the fence. I might be going to one in October, but it's called a rescue zoo. The animals are only there because they've been rescued and might not be able to go back to. I, I have seen a uh, raptor park that is like that, and that makes sense. It was very small. There were these enclosed areas so that these uh, injured eagles and different types of birds were able to rehabilitate. But it, they, none of nothing was being bred in captivity, except for maybe the aquarium stuff. Like as long as it's fish and stingrays, I'm fine. But second, you put mammals into it, it becomes mm. an issue. See, I just really fucking like zoos. So <laughs> you, like see, you like to see animals. I like zoos. I like animals. You've They're been to like, the Bronx Zoo? The what? The Bronx Zoo. No, I haven't. Really? I haven't. But it's 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 probably the into the example of the kind of zoo you don't really want to exist, though. Oh, yeah. I should also mention that this episode is written by Steve De Janelle DiGiorno. Sorry, Steve DeJarnet. DiGiorno. Anyway, and uh, directed by James Whitmore Jr., uh, son of James Whitmore Sr. No, oh, it's not good for him. Yet. Good for him. Okay, uh, this episode opens with a pair of janitors cleaning up the lobby and the first appearance of an actor who we'll see again soon who who i ask you're, you're supposed to tell me <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh right yeah oh shit that is my job here isn't it fuck uh we do see someone uh that uh, i have to now do some headcanon for are we starting the episode now or yeah, we're talking. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we were seeing... <laughs> I am not pay- I am oh god. I am the worst co-host in the world. Uh yeah, no. So one of these gentlemen who's speaking is uh, a Luis Cardinal. So Well, he's not that that's not his real name. No, no, it is not his real name. I was just really faking until I could get to the <laughs> that was uh, a cast list because I'm terrible at my job. Leno Brito said, yes, but he will return later. As yeah, no, he just shows up again and gets all pissy. And Marissa had said this at some point that you'll notice that all the fucking all these actors show up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, yes, uh, fearful symmetry, by the way, is also the same as the book that has that. William is that William Blake book that has that fucking painting from Red Dragon. Oh, God, I love William Blake. Oh, my God. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he'll show up again and we'll have to deal with it. And then I'm going to get angry because he is one of the worst fucking things in the X-Files. You know what? No, well, you would fucking see him at the end of the season. God damn it, X-Files. 
Oh, that you are about something before with with how the reason like they you use people is because it was cable television and they didn't expect anyone to remember that these people were on episodes prior. Except these guys were on a net, on a major network. Yeah, like that's yeah. the thing. Is <laughs> that's like yeah. Did, no, that's true because you because there was because I don't know I don't yeah, know how Lino, long it took yeah, the series yeah, to you're hit right. Lino Britos will show up again, uh, who is carefully known as, and I'm not kidding, janitor. Right. We're dealing <laughs> One with or two. Yeah, basically we're dealing <laughs> janitor with janitor is literally his name. But we're dealing with a, a show that it is kind of interesting to look back at a show that was made in a time before uh home video was well i think it's one of those things that you have to understand is that it's like you're dealing with uh, i mean you and i are going to notice it because we binge well you and i are going to notice it because we notice weird shit and i'm the one who said it like holy fuck that's uh the guy who plays louise carnal in another episode and you're like and i'm like okay yeah but we didn't didn't (laughs) recycled into the video game yeah yeah it's like they don't it's it it, and I get it. It was a budget, and you didn't really think. It, no one really thought that because not many shows got complete full home video releases back then. No, and this was an ep- and this is like a fucking just a fucking before, in the days before DVD when that became a little bit more viable. And this is such a fucking forgettable episode, except for us sitting here laughing about it. Um, it's so forgettable. We haven't even gotten to the no, happened. and like that's the thing, and, and you can get away with it, and it's like, oh yeah, well you're clearly not going to remember that so and so. Like no one's going to remember Nick Lee was there, and I do. I, I actually had something to say about this uh, opening scene here, where these uh, two fine gentlemen are working hard at their job, and one of the gentlemen is having too much fun doing his job. The other guy corrects him that the boss is watching and you have to be more of a robot, you know? I had that exact same experience happen to me at a job where I was sitting there, you know, I was bobbing my head and my boss like actually like yelled at me. He's like, Val. And I look over, he's like, yeah. And he like mimicked me bobbing my head. He's like, stop doing that. It's like, oh, wow. Okie dokie. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, so it's like this guy's having, you know, he's trying to like, this guy is like trying to make his life as a janitor a little bit less miserable by enjoying some music and dancing. And he's like, no, stop that. Yeah, yeah there's uh, the boss is watching. He pointed at the camera that they end up reviewing. But then the front windows of the lobby just completely shatter and it freaks both of them out. And they might as well have just said, oh, Dios mio. Literally. Right, like that. Like, like the whole point is just to have it like that, so they can tell the room is shaking. <laughs> Welcome to the X Files, everybody. <laughs> About forty-five miles away, an Indian elephant is found dying on the side of the road. Okay, like this kind of just pisses me off, right? Like they're freaking out about the okay, it's Indian elephants. Right. No, but there's the scene where the elephant is apparently invisible, and it's stomping its way through a road site. <laughs> Yeah, this and, gets, and this gets some weird. Guy gets, it gets trampled by an invisible elephant. Yeah. yeah. He did. I'll admit that's kind of cool to have them looking out and everything's bending and breaking, but it just seemed like not enough things were being fucked up. Yeah. Like, it didn't necessarily... It didn't communicate a giant fucking elephant is moving through this space. Yeah, it looked really more doesn't. poltergeist-ish. 
it really doesn't. It's sort of like, what the fuck is going on? And you really don't understand it. And then... I mean, I think you and I can all imagine what an invisible elephant moving through an area would look like. I'm right? doing it right now. <laughs> I am literally thinking about an elephant right now moving through an invisible space. And I'm really enjoying it. And then there are the pink elephants. And now I'm on Dumbo. And I'm going to go somewhere. Okay, now I'm to the racist uh, crows. Adjust your mitts. <laughs> executive dysfunction in action <laughs> and now it's i'm sorry now i i'm to the vultures and the jungle book who are the beatles had the beatles okay and now they're you're making, to the theme song yeah they're making a live action dumb boy so oh are we yeah yes. and now you're to the theme song can we can we just can we do some copyright ripoff here with some peter paul and mary of going to the zoo <laughs> or should i just sing it right now Okay, you're putting me on the spot for this. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. How about you, you, you? We you can come to, to, to. We're going to the zoo, the zoo, the zoo. Which, by the way, Todd didn't believe me was a real song. Uh, the first time we went to the zoo together, he's like, it's not a real song. Yes, it is. And then we were watching an episode of Monty Python before. And it was the one where the hippies are like held up in somebody's stomach. And he's like, oh, my God, this is a real song. Anyway, uh, how far are we into this episode so far? We are nowhere <laughs> in this episode. We are fucking okay, horrible. So oh, and Mulder, and Scully get, Mulder and Scully get called into this case because apparently the dude that got smashed was a federal employee. And that's apparently enough reason for the FBI to get involved. And the uh, janitors get an interview with with uh, Scully, who, by the way, speaks perfect Spanish. Just so everybody knows, Scully speaks perfect Spanish. And she also speaks German. She does also speak German. And Mulder looks, but and Mulder um, uh, is the first person to notice that the um, uh, gentleman who had been smushed was smushed by what appears to be an elephant's foot. Smushed. <sighs> uh, the Indian in question. <laughs> Hello. Watson, Hello, Watson also has some thoughts on this episode apparently <laughs> Watson's ruining the podcast <laughs> Watson do you have something you want to say woof he also somehow got tangled up in all my cords over here the preview the elephant in question is an Indian elephant named Ganesha Indian elephants are known to be less aggressive than african elephants yeah they're domesticated basically that's an important thing to note about this episode but oh, it pisses me off about this episode <laughs> so much so much what about you huh <laughs> you have nothing to say now and apparently her she was found dead and had apparently run herself to complete exhaustion a natural death Honorable natural death. And somehow she escaped from a completely closed and locked cage in the, at the zoo. Mulder uh, asks about the phenomenon of elephant rebellion. Oh my god, I put that in my notes. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Elephant rebellion. This episode just got awesome. <laughs> I want like elephant. I want like elephant revolution. Elephants that want to seize the the means of production. <laughs> Enslave man. <laughs> They're whipping them with their uh, with their uh, with their trunks. <laughs> you ever see an elephant wipe somebody out with their trunk? Yeah, and they grind them into the ground. It's pretty fucking brutal. 
Uh, if I can find a video. <laughs> this leads them to um, uh, Wilma Ambrose at the Fairfield Zoo. Uh, she's where like she's that uh, was what what's that the ape lady's name? Um, Jane Goodall. She used to be my hero. Wow, I can't believe I forgot her name. I mean Jane Goodall. Very, like you're talking about Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall. Yeah, yeah the Jane Goodall chick, right? <laughs> we haven't gotten like this hasn't gotten completely twelve monkeys yet, has it? Because it gets a little twelve monkeys ish. And then this show will get more 12 monkeys when we get into time travel. Oh, In other news, there are episodes about time travel. Uh, turns out that the uh, Ganesha was kept shackled in a rather small cage for an elephant her size. And uh, Ambrose does kind of regrettably inform them that she had meant to change that. <laughs> My next question is, why is a female elephant named Ganesha? The uh, prime suspect... You're not going to answer that question, are you? Because <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> It's a boy's name. Ganesh is a boy's name. That's why it's Ganesha. <laughs> it's a boy's name. The prime suspect is um, uh, an organization called Wild Again, Wild Again, which is in this situation, I guess, standing in for PETA. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Uh, in terms of being this quasi-militant uh, animal rights activist, you know, they... Uh, Without, of course, like the murdering of household pets. They believe that animals cannot live in captivity. Despite the fact that the animal in question we're talking about is a fucking Indian elephant and those always live in captivity. And uh, when Mulder and Scully go to check it out, they're treated to a video footage from the Fairfield Zoo of an elephant, possibly Ganesha. I'm not sure. I can't really tell the difference between them. You're a racist. (laughs) (laughs) Being very roughly treated by the staff there. And, uh, he also says it's still going on, and he uh, reveals that uh, Wilma Ella Ambrose has been busy with a lawsuit from the Malawian government uh, concerning the custody of a gorilla. Humanoid gorilla. <laughs> uh, of course, the WAO are your, um, uh, are the prime suspects going on. So are they wow? Can we just call them wow? <laughs> Wow. Whoa. 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 But of course, nobody had seen anything of the elephant leaving. Because elephants disappear all the time. There's also the inclination, the indication that uh, the zoo is in financial tr- uh, dire straits and one more disaster could shut it down for good. Anyone else getting tired of this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, we had this with space, right? One this more is problem. space episode, yeah. One more problem, and they'll shut down the NASA. The NASA. The NASA. <laughs> the NASA. <laughs> they'll cut our funding. Really? I'm voting like, in for the Space Award this season. Uh, yeah, I think this is kind of getting right up there for the face of Mars. And of course, you know, the zoo shutting down is exactly what the, um, uh, the PETA folks want. Uh, because fuck those guys. <laughs> Mulder decides it's time to talk to the animals, meaning fi- Byers, Frohickey, and Langley. The lone gunmen are back. If nice. I could talk to time, the animals. This time they're Imagine joining us. Imagine what it would be like if he actually tried to talk to them. <laughs> this time they're apparently joining us by 1995 Skype. Yeah, what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> you got that note on me, too. I, I totally wrote don't Skype call. <laughs> I like that Langley, uh, no, Byers and Frohickey show, uh, show up for it. Langley refuses to appear 
uh, to appear on camera. Because she is busy in IRC, just like harassing noobs. <laughs> or whatever. The, like, would it be IRC? Would he be doing that on IRC? Or would he be in a chat room on, like, you know, ICQ telling me how I'm not a real gamer girl? I have some damage from the 90s. <laughs> Apparently, the Fairfield Zoo is near an airbase, which is a major UFO hotspot. Because, of course, it is. And uh, Byers finds a little bit of information saying that none of the animals in the Fairfield Zoo have ever taken a pregnancy to term. Despite the fact that, like, this is, like, a common issue in zoos of having actually breeding captivity. This is, like, a major problem. No, no, just the zoo. God damn it. Here, Watson, you do this. I'm sorry. This dog say anything? No? Okay. Uh, Scully follows uh, one of the activists to the zoo where he jumps the fence. Um, uh, then is discovered by zookeeper Ed Meacham. Glad to meet him. Uh, as they walk together, the animals grow violent and agitated. <sighs> well, all right. Is this where the tiger disappears? Yeah, the, this is <laughs> this is where the Ghostbuster trap opens up and steals their dude while they're videotaping it. Oh my yeah, god, this, guy, this is the best scene. <laughs> right, right. They abduct a tiger while this guy is is doing is, is recording him. And this video evidence is never brought up again. It's brought up that he watched it, but not like how some dude disappeared or a, a, the tiger disappeared in front of him. He doesn't and talk never about discussed that again, and we will never talk about it, and it's not important. Then and the guy it has gets, nothing to do with the episode. Then the guy gets mauled by an invisible tiger. Invisible tigers. Oh my god, the, oh fuck, those sounds that the tiger was making. If are you, not actual tiger sounds. Anyone else <laughs> notice that? Those are if not. You, yeah, you have to go back and watch this shit. It is, I haven't laughed. Oh my honestly. god, it's like, it is like, maybe, I don't know. There's this one, and then there is the Kalasari, which I just fucking hate too. But it's let like. Me break, let me break another uh, barrier for you. If you've ever watched a documentary on animals, none of the sounds are from the animals. No, I knew they that. They're all Absolutely. made by humans in special pits where they have the the earth-like uh, things around them so they can like shake around in the dirt and make the sounds and it's all yeah, mostly no, humans. Like I, oh, yeah, the, yeah the, I had this issue. I, I had this issue because I was trying to figure out what bears sound like the other day. For research, <laughs> a, of course. You heard what a guy sounds like making a bear sound. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like I went to YouTube and they're like, it's a real bear sound. And like I scrolled down and it's like, no, it's not. It's like a dude in the studio making bear noises. I was like, aw. How you am I supposed to expand as a right? I guess I should go out into the woods. Yeah, and you need to go bear. hear a real bear bear sound and then just try not to die. Because yeah, I should go agitate a mother bear, it. right? Like that's what I need to go do now. Tigers, invisible fucking tigers. Yeah, I think originally in these scripts, Scully starts reciting some William Blake at this point. And well, then they thought that was too fucking weird. So they took it out. Point, actually, at this point. No, Scully, in the original script, not in the episode, in the original script. Okay, well, Scully does go back to Kyle Lang to ask about the break in. Right, because this is the this was the member that looked like Boomhauer, right? Oh my god, that's right, because Todd just like stopped the episode while we were watching it and Yeah was man, like, I tell you what, them dang old zookeeper man, he liking up the liking up them animals, man. He shouldn't be doing that, man. The keeping them in cages and all up on shackles, man. 
No, you're right, man. I would tell you something. Boom, power. We all agree with you on that one. But, you know, apparently he does not fault the tiger for killing him because it's a natural act. Is it? Because generally we taste bad. Like, tigers wouldn't eat us. They We taste not good to animals. Yeah. Oh, but this guy but, tasted great because he was a vegetarian, right? God damn it, I took him out already. Fuck you, Watson. Woof. No, it's natural. I mean, you, the, the predator prey thing, that's totally natural. But, I agree but, with that. He didn't yeah, taste tigers, good. I mean, you don't you don't eat every shrimp and then agree that they all taste good, even though the poop is in your mouth that they weren't. But I did. I took him out anyway. He's not going to want to go out again anyway. There's thunder and lightning and death. So tigers don't eat people. Men eat people. Wait, but, no, uh, tigers eat people for sure. L- uh, let me pull up that statistic. I heard that somewhere. There is a uh, in India. There's like tiger deaths, like, like rampant. That's actually a thing. Did you guys hear about that story of the guy who wounded a tiger, and the tiger tracked him for like a couple days or like a yeah, and they'll swim out to your boat. They'll see you on shore, like in the river, and they will swim out to you and pull you into the water. So here, uh, tiger deaths in India. Tiger attacks in the in the Sundarbans. Tiger attacks in the in India and Bangladesh are estimated to kill from zero to 50 per year. Okay. That's, uh, you know, people fuck with tigers or tiger will fuck with with you. Right. Tigers are fucked. They're, they're fucking cray cray. Goddamn conspiracy. There are places where they, they give people masks to wear in the back of their head that have faces on them. Cause a tiger won't stalk you. If you can see your face, like if you can tell you're looking at him, that usually won't stalk you. So when they're working, they have to wear these things in the back of their heads. Well, that's a big thing. Like in Africa, uh, in certain places where like their daily life for women is to like go and get wood. And they actually have to deal with tigers and lions and shit on their way to get wood. But there are no tigers in Africa. Yeah, I think they deal with lions and shit out there. And cheetahs. (laughs) And cheetahs. And gazelles. And other murder things. Mm. But like we just don't have to deal with that shit. We we, We deal with like mountain lions. Cougars. Okay, time to talk to the gorilla. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> this okay. is great. This is the gorilla name. This this is worth everything. I don't want to hear an unkind word about this scene. You don't want to be, be hear a mad word about Sophie. Oh my god, this is so great. The gorilla can speak with sign language, like much like Coco the gorilla, right? What do we make of this gorilla c- costume here? Mm-hmm. Who's the fucker oh, in the gorilla costume? Absolute trash. Who's that motherfucker in the costume? Like worse though? than the worse than the one in Congo? The one in Congo was worse than this, actually. I, it I, makes, I don't know. It, I have to see Congo again. Oh my god! Be funnier if uh, it was wearing sunglasses, but they were trying to be serious, so I see what they did there. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, the grill has been apparently taken out of the public exhibit from the zoo because she's been moody and depressed. So, so it's the reason you won't let me go to conventions, right? Sometimes, because I'm moody and depressed. Sometimes you need to be removed from the um, uh, population. And I am not allowed to be in public. Uh, Sophie tells Ambrose, "Light afraid," meaning that she is afraid of the light. I'm yeah. also afraid of light, but I think for a different <laughs> reason. Much of which is because uh, I catch on fire <laughs> and direct sunlight. Apparently, uh, so, uh, Ambrose worries that. Um, uh, 
Sophie knows that she might be taken away by the Maloese government. Malalalis. I, I don't know. I don't. I I stopped paying attention to this episode a while ago. But Mulder begins to develop a theory and asks Scully to perform an autopsy on Ganesha. Oh God! And this is the the scene that that really sticks in my mind because I this have to wonder. This is where they spent their entire fucking budget. I have to wonder. It's like who for the season there the for the goddamn house. season. You're here. sitting there at the prop house in the Fox Studio, whatever the fuck. You're thing. sitting in a prop house in Vancouver. Sitting in the prop prop house in Vancouver, it says. They need an elephant carcass big enough for Dana Scully and one more bitch. Big enough to stand in. Like, this is the thing, if I recall correctly, that thing is, like, true to size. Like, that is an actual, the actual fucking size of an elephant. An Indian elephant, which, by the way, are not very big compared to African elephants. And are kind of chill. Mercy, you got any idea on this elephant carcass here? I know it was really impressive. It just went by my screen here. I have to back. Back it up, bitch. It's impressive, but if you look at it for too long, it looks rubbery and it looks plastic and it doesn't. You can tell they put a lot of wet stuff on it to make it look like when they're carrying this <laughs> organ, they pick up. It just looks like plastic leather or, or leather or something like that. Not like living something that's part of something that's living for the time. It's fucking good. But hmm. uh, the big surprise in this one is that Ganesha, despite not being mated, is preggers she's a fucking slut what would you expect <laughs> this Girl. is humongously bad news apparently for the zoo because not only did they lose an elephant they lost a pregnant elephant but gained a son <laughs> the tiger oh. that had gone invisible reappears in a boise in a construction site and is really confused like like that is one of the best like fucking like benders anyone has ever gone on ever. And when it charges at Ambrose, um, uh, the uh, Meacham shoots it dead. So boom, you've just lost a pregnant elephant and a tiger. Mm-hmm. So it's curtains for the Fairfield zoo. Now curtains for you. Oh, so sad for them. But Mulder has a theory oh, because boy. the tiger was also pregnant. Mulder believes that aliens have been impregnating these animals. Why? Having sex with the animals? Okay, see, I'm already trying to figure out how you fuck an ostrich. What's, what Allegedly. we're going to find out is that uh, the Ghostbusters have been fucking these animals. So, I've already been trying to figure that out, and now you're like... Wouldn't you just be impressed if someone was able to fuck a tiger? Yeah, without trying The tiger's name first. is Sean, first of all. Okay, well, even more impressive. It looks like a Sean, right? I think it was the ginger that uh, fucked the ostrich, right? But I don't know how. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. That's a two-man job right there. (laughs) At least three, even if it's dead. Anyway, so are we going to do the Letter Kenny review podcast? When is that going to (laughs) happen? Can we please do it? I feel like that's going to be a TV party right there. Anyway... Mulder also thinks that Sophie is pregnant as well and uh, afraid of the and afraid of her baby getting abducted. Oh wait, did we did we cruise over the amazing like childlike art that that's that like Sophie has done and that one of which is like a brown splotch that is supposed to be a baby? Like how do you figure that out? Like like that is her desire to raise a child. <laughs> Fucking patriarchy, god damn it. Like 
That's like a yeah, no, like it's like she wanted a baby. What? How are you? Where are you getting this? They Sophie uh, signs sign languages with the with with uh, with uh, Ambrose more to to say, uh, "Baby, go flying light." Uh yeah, Ghostbusters. <laughs> gotcha. What? Something strange. In your babyhood, like in your babyhood, <laughs> babyhood, like I, all of this bothers me. Well, uh, the sheriff's deputies come to collect Sophie and take her back to Malawi. Um, uh, Ambrose doesn't want to let her go and tries to get help from Lang and the uh, WAO, which he doesn't uh, supply. And apparently, because Lang nothing is says also, I. Yeah, no. also surprised. Lang is her fo- her ex boyfriend. Right. This just gets really messy and weird. Mm. Like I just I I'm not I uh. When when does the uh, when is this episode good? Are we it's getting not. there? We're getting <laughs> no. there, right? Yeah. Uh, Lang does go to see Ambrose at the warehouse where Sophie is being prepped for shipping, but finds her cage empty, and then he is killed by a falling crate. Yeah, he got squished like a motherfucker. Like, yeah, right. This is attention. like one of the most comedic moments of like just oh god. Uh, Scully finds that he had been hit with a cattle prod, and then he suspects Ambrose of killing him. But the claims, the thing, she claims that Meacham is responsible because <laughs> because yeah, come on, Ty. Meacham, come on, I don't come on, baby. I don't do it. Ambrose says Ambrose says that Meacham did it, but but it does. Why? I don't know. Well, Mulder goes to find Meacham, and Meacham is with Sophie in another warehouse. Apparently, nothing makes sense here. Meacham then locks Mulder into the room with Sophie, who is pissed off, and Mulder is then savagely attacked by a gorilla. Show yeah. over. Oh that my god! Like, yes, okay. thank god! Finally, fuck. No. Yeah, it, was, it finally got good. That was a pretty funny scene. Uh, Anytime so, Mulder has to do a fight, for whatever reason, it is just the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's always really just terrible. He's a bumbling idiot. A bright light appears yeah. and causes Sophie to vanish, but not before she gives Mulder the final message in sign language. Middle finger. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it should have been now. Fuck you, G-Man. I'm out, bitches. Yeah, now. And Mulder gives the message to Ambrose the next day. That it uh, she, she says it means man save man. Ambrose says the agents are, th- are then called to the highway where Sophie has been struck by a car and killed. Poor Coco. Ambrose and Meacham are charged with manslaughter for Lang's death. And as the agents leave Idaho, Mulder says through this long rambling nonsensical narration right like this is just fucking weird that he believes that the that that, that it was alien conservationists so like fucking the okay so the aliens also have their own like wildlife world wildlife preservation society 
Yeah, and it ties perfectly into Titan AE, and if they have time travel, then sure. Yeah, I haven't thought of that. Mo- I haven't thought of that movie in years. That's I good. have never seen Titan AE. What is this? It's good. Um, well, Todd, you now you. have something to share with your wife that you. Will well, both I did enjoy. make him watch Patient Seventeen last night, so maybe I don't. So this- I don't know any human being who can watch Titan AE and not have a good feeling in their heart when they're done, regardless of how retarded the ending is and, and well, illogical. I, I, well, I I have died inside years ago so well we'll find out that my heart my heart has died it's got a good soundtrack i'll give you that i'll give it that like if nothing else it's got a good is this the soundtrack done by rob zombie uh no damn it there might be one rob zombie song in there but there's a lot of good ones there's lit i fucking think there's a rob anyway i would rather talk about a movie that i've never seen than this episode so yeah this episode (laughs) sucked good it's not gonna get better from here well it does and then it sucks again Thinker. Good lord. Jeez. Okay, nothing about this movie made sense. The movie interplay between Lang, um, uh, Ambrose, and Meacham was absolutely nonsensical. Nothing. Boomhauer was there just to get just to get killed. <laughs> well, there was sort of like it was sort of like Exposition Jones right there. This, really, the, nothing. Th- this is a mess of an episode, and it was and, and based on this notion of aliens abducting zoo animals. Yeah, they showed the aliens or the mechanism, right? Other than the Ghostbusters light? No, no. They were pretty much the frame-eating monsters there. Okay, so who eats the cum? What? These animals are going somewhere. Someone's getting cum. Who's licking that cum? Please what? explain this 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 <laughs> logic here. You need to explain this. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Let's think it through logically, as Mulder would would have it. These these aliens are abducting these animals and then like preserving their DNA. Like they're not preserving their their semen. They're just preserving their DNA. You know what? You know, I I somehow suddenly understand what he's trying to say here. Is that like clearly someone is is jacking off? Oh no! I, it makes sense. I I know what he's saying now. I don't know. Yeah. So it's like waste, not want, not. No, because with when you do re, when you do force reproduction like that, when you do insemination, someone is jacking off a a male of the species. Yeah. Yeah. To do that, that's uh, I, I got you now. To overcome has to go somewhere. Fun Google search, uh, electro uh, ejaculation. No, I'm good. Yeah. I'm fine that's right now. I is. am okay. I am. <laughs> Did you just I say am... you already know what that is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh. oh. Has no one done their research for this episode? Come on. No, I never did any research. <laughs> I thought we understood this. Okay, here's an interesting fact. Apparently, there were some legal issues using the elephant in Vancouver. Yeah, pretty much. Because apparently, BC had some laws against the, the display of elephants in a public street. It it doesn't particularly surprise me since I think this is this is kind of a weird issue uh, in places. Whatever. Uh, the elephant's name was Bubbles. Bubbles. Since I think we've all spoken our piece about this episode, let's just disseminate some quick information before we finish this off. First Trash. off, do we get to the end of the episode already? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jesus <laughs> Christ. Where the fuck were you, man? Okay. So I have one more note. There was some more shitty ass. Uh, fake sounds they were like hulk sounds or something oh. i think they were the gorilla ones when he was confronting Mulder or whatever like it sounded ah they were just so bad 
So bad. <laughs> Who the hell did the sound on this episode? And I have a fun link coming into the Discord, and this is for Patreon subscribers only. Oh no. I don't know. No, I'm not. I've never fucking watched it. No, thank you. I'm watching. No, thank you. I'm I'm going back to. So we're disseminating right now, I believe. I believe we are disseminating some information. Disseminating, maybe. (laughs) Okay. The FBI basement comes to you every week as a member of the Medicinal Mass Network. Tell them about it, John Valentine. <laughs> uh, right now, this is a pretty big member of the Medicinal Mass uh, Network. Swinging long, hairy, hard to carry between the thighs. Watch out right between your eyes. All right, then. <laughs> My mother doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> no. No, she don't. Okay. It's uh, mine, but... Then again, my my mother is dead. Now I've made everyone sad. Also on the Medicinal Mass Network is The Adventures of Todd and Shannon, which we just had a new episode. We'll have another episode soon talking about our experiences in Hypericon and, and a few words from the from John Pica, host of the Diesel Punk podcast. I, I'm not going to say anything about this because I was not there for that. that. Well, I, I don't know what I was doing. You were in a panel. I was in a panel. I was in a lot of panels. Right. We have another convention. This weekend. Soon. So soon. This weekend, it's going to be Raleigh Supercon at the Raleigh Convention Center. Yes. It's going to be July 28th through the 30th. Yes. And come and see. Come and see me. I will me. have books. Yeah, come and see us at our at our booth. We'll have books. I'll, ha- I'll be running around with the microphone, maybe. Uh, I think Alan, the gangster of love, is going to be there. Uh, is he? Is yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. okay. So it's going to be fun there. Uh, come along, and, and we're going to have a lot of fun at that particular convention. Also, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Mer- to Shannon to talk about the books that she Mar Shannon, Mar Shannon, Mar Shannon. Well, one of them is being written by Mar Shannon. It is. Marissa. Maybe we should yeah. actually just call ourselves that or Sharissa. I don't know. Yeah, Sharissa, <laughs> Sharissa. Uh, yeah, no, I do. I write books, and I will Sharissa have Huftirio. my Huftirio. Oh my God, that works. Anyway, yeah, uh, I will be at Raleigh. And if you would like to buy my books, you can certainly do that at schoffrights.com or on Amazon. What, what have you got in the pipeline right now? Stuff. No, no, I was working on some spec fic. There's another one in the other series and uh, something that might have baby goats in it because of somebody. And You're blaming me. I'm blaming you for the baby goats. Can we blame Todd for the baby goat? I'm blaming you for Odd Delight Art. Tell me about it, Marissa. I take commissions. I do all kinds of uh, sketch and graphic art. I will literally make anything for you. I'm reasonably priced, and you can find me on Facebook and sometimes uh, screaming at the top of my lungs, uh, the highest mountain, because I just had a York peppermint patty. Let's go ahead and toss out the review, the, the final review scores. And I'm going to give this one a cage full of poop-flinging monkeys. I, I am going to give this a group of uh, granola-eating terrorists. Marissa? Oh, God. I'm going to give this uh, nothing. It, I, nothing. It's terrible. I give this episode nothing. <laughs> and Valentine? I'm going to give this one one hard, very hard thrust of the uh, ejaculatorial electro rod into uh, a tiger's ass. Mm. The setting to 11. Uh. Tiger come. 
Take your cum. <laughs> and uh, you know what? That's all for this week. Join us next week. <laughs> Join us next week in which, hey, you know how much you liked Ice and Darkness Falls? No. Mm-hmm. And the other one? Firewalker. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, Shannon. No mention at other Shannon. You remember all of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna do that on a boat. Fucking kill me. <laughs> all right. Dot com. Dot com. Dot org. The FBI basement comes. It comes all the time. Comes with an electro rod up the ass. The FBI jerk on your face. Sorry. The FBI basement comes to you, uh, courtesy of the Medicinal Mass Network. Support us! Every, support us by coming to Patreon.com/slash FBI Basement. <laughs> keep saying "come, man." Just keep saying. Come on, say it again. <laughs> we will arrive uh, most Thursdays, and um, uh, question mark. And uh, <laughs> That's where we climax. <laughs> Until next week, this is Todd for Shannon, Marissa, and Valentine saying good night and the truth is out there. <laughs> Fucking <hell. laughs> uh, Oh, God. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. Every Thursday, jerking off on you. Know, 